Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Podcast, where laughter is a main course and humor is always on the menu. So let's get started, and here's your daily dose of funny. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We're also the only animal with thumbs that cooks our food and watches Netflix. Careful, that's a slippery slope, man. I picked a Midwestern woman. I met her in Indiana. I found her in Indiana. Just found her in a cornfield, gnawing on a dried up cob. She still eats corn on the cob. She eats corn on the cob, which I, I can't stand. I don't know if you guys like that stuff, but corn on the cob is ridiculous. I'm sorry, I will not stand by that. That's an archaic food. It comes from a time when we didn't have the technology to get the corn off the cob. So if we could get it off the cob, we're not eating pork on the pig for a reason. Have you had the apple in the tree? I broke my arm last week. Certain foods we just take for granted. We buy them once and then we never buy them again. And once every year, you take a few drops and put them on something. And you're like, ah, that's why I don't eat that. <laughs> right? Like mustard doesn't have a very good life. It just sits there. <laughs> Horseradish. Horseradish has the worst business plan of any food on the planet. Could you imagine trying to make a living selling bay leaves, for instance? Like once you sell everybody a leaf, it's over. You got to retire. Everybody's got a bay leaf. It's done. <laughs> dried beans. Does anybody ever cook dried beans? You don't. You just put them out there so it looks like you can cook. And then when your friends go into the living room, then you open a can of beans and prepare dinner. <laughs> and they go, it's a lovely beans. Thank you for the fine dinner. I soaked them for three days to get the farts out. <laughs> open the can. You open the can, liar. Skim milk? Anybody drink that crap? Skim milk? That's the dairy industry's answer to the milk hate of the 90s. When, right? The, remember the milk hate in the 90s? When everybody's like, it's bad for you. We're the only animal that drinks the milk of another species. We're also the only animal with thumbs that cooks our food and watches Netflix. Careful, that's a slippery slope, man. 
One percent's better for you. Well, cook your pork one percent. See how that works out for you, <laughs> trichinosis boy. I don't eat any of it because I'm a vegan. Isn't that weird? I'm a vegan. You know what that means? It means that I don't, uh, that I don't have any friends. That's what that means. <laughs> they can lift their own body weight. That's a myth, by the way. That's a myth. The other myth is about animals. I don't really, I don't, I could care less. I mean, I have friends that are like, well, you love animals so much, you ought to marry an animal. <laughs> like, it's not about that. It's about health. That's why I do it, for health reasons, right? Yeah, okay, you're with me? It's for health reasons. As a matter of fact, animals had less to fear from us when we were eating them because we only had to kill one to eat for weeks. Now, I'm competing for the same garden. I gotta kill all those varmints. If I see a rabbit looking at my carrots, I'll punt his whole family, I don't care. Dude, I'm waterboarding the squirrels to find out what time the deer show up. I'm not messing around. That's my garden. I'm an anti-animal vegan for the NRA. I don't want to shoot them. Somebody's gotta load up, Nugent. Take your positions. My wife says I underthink. You ever underthink anything? Ah, there's proof of that. I definitely underthink stuff. You ever walk into a garage sale and realize it's not a garage sale at all? It's just a dude sitting in his garage reading the paper? That's happened to me twice in real life. I didn't even catch on right away. He goes, can I help you? He's like, nah, I'm just looking. It's okay, I'm gonna look around. Check out your personal stuff for no reason at all. That was a garage sale in my head for a full minute. That is a long minute for the other guy. What did he even think I was doing? Like it was the most uncommitted home invasion ever? Like I just wandered in. I'm actually gonna browse, see if your stuff's worth going to prison, so have a seat. And then I didn't rob him. How disappointing for him. How embarrassed would you be if people showed up to rob you and then just passed on your junk? Like, I'm not going to jail over this garbage. Reinvest. I'm always doing that. I got caught in a bank robbery in Colorado, and I made that awkward. In a bank robbery. You ever been to Colorado? They don't have air. They have no air in Colorado. No, ex no explanation, no nothing. You just get off the plane, can't breathe. And they're like... So you got to know that to know this. I had to walk to a bank, and I asked my front desk clerk where the bank was, and I can't tell you the name of the bank on stage anymore because Bank of America has this thing about laws and slander. <laughs> she draws me a map because I'm walking, and I go, is that walking distance? She goes, mm, yeah. So the mm, part of that means if you're a camel because I walked for two and a half hours in zero oxygen. And I needed to do a wire transfer of $15 to my friend who's poor like me and needed $15. And I don't know if you know this, but uh, wire transfers cost $15. According to Trevor. There's always a Trevor at the bank. I'm Trevor, everything's $15. <laughs> Whatever, Trevor. So I turned away from Trevor and uh, I'm standing by the door and there's uh, a door here and, and I could see the guy, a guy running in with a gun in his hand and a Bill Clinton mask on. I'm not making this up. He had a Bill Clinton mask and a gun and he's running into the bank and I'm the only one to see him. So naturally, I was like, that's a weird way to run into a bank. Because <laughs> you never think bank robbery. And then a minute later, my mind caught up and I'm like, oh no, this guy's gonna rob us. So I peed a little bit first. It's a time management issue. They don't let you go during the robbery. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> then I turned to everybody and I go, you guys! And they all looked at me and then I didn't know what else to say. 
All I can think of is the movies where they say, this is a robbery, but you can't say that if you're in the front because then you're the robber. So I didn't say anything. I froze and I motioned to him. I was like, ah, ah. I pointed at him. I introduced him. I hosted the bank robbery. Give it up for your robber! He came in with a gun in his hand and a Bill Clinton mask on, and he goes, everybody on your knees! And nobody laughed but me. Some people in their 20s are like, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Bill Clinton is known for a lot more than just being Hillary's wife, okay? <laughs> just always that awkward dude, man. I wanted to be cool. In high school, I thought first day of high school, I'm gonna change everything. I'm gonna turn over a new leaf. So I got a skateboard. I was like, I'm gonna skateboard. That'll make me cool. And first day of high school, I ate it on my skateboard and broke my clavicle bone which they can't set that bone. They just give you a padded brace that pulls your shoulders back like this. But you only have to wear it for the first eight weeks of high school. My mom was like, we'll put a sweater on you and no one will know. So that was me in a Christmas sweater in August. People are like, what is, is that our mascot? What are we, the Christmas trolls? What is that? That's the dude who thinks everything's a garage sale. <laughs> no cool way to, no cool way to be, man. <sighs> Should have known that wasn't a garage sale. Man, I grew up poor. Everything I had was used. Right, you grow up poor. Anybody grow up poor? Chickens in the yard, we had chickens. We weren't even that poor. We were poorer than that. We had chicken, we had one chicken. <laughs> you're either having eggs or chicken, but you're not having both when you have one chicken. That's a logistical issue. And everything we had was used. If you're poor, poor, you go to Goodwill and garage sales, and I never even knew board games had instructions. Did you know that? <laughs> they had instructions before we got them and had to look at the pieces that were left over and figure it out. <laughs> family rules, that's what they called it, family rules. And every family had different rules. Don't bring your rules to the sleepover, they don't apply. <laughs> hey man, you wanna play Monopoly? Yeah, let's play Monopoly. All right, cool, take your pants off. Everybody pants off for playing Monopoly. <laughs> rules, man. Get the ax in the boiling water. Let's do it. <laughs> you ever read the instructions to a board game? It's not even close to how you've been playing it your whole life. I was like, this isn't a drinking game at all, mom, you liar. <laughs> my mother enjoyed wine till she got busted by her doctors. I am in charge of my mother's health care, so I sent her to the doctor complaining of vertigo. And she went to the doctor complaining of vertigo after drinking a box of wine. The doctor was like, ma'am, uh, dizziness is also a symptom of uh, drinking a lot of wine. Have you had alcohol today? Your teeth are purple. It's her 83-year-old answer to that question. No, I've had wine. Because when you're an 83-year-old lady, lady, wine is no longer alcohol, it's a blood thinner. She read an article about resveratrol and now I'm the idiot. taught us everything wrong. Did your parents screw up expressions? My mother used to just make up expressions and we didn't know that till later when we were adults, we would quote her and look like idiots. And sometimes the early worm eats birds in the sunshine when there's haystacks to be made. So that's how you lose needles. You all right, man? Where'd you grow up? That's what my mom said. 
My favorite was she'd say, it's like I tell you something that just goes in one ear. <laughs> That's it, never knew there was more to that until I was 30. All those, all those expressions are weird anyway. If you ever use an expression, wonder where it came from originally? Like, how could that have meant what we're really saying? I have a buddy, whenever he sees a big scary guy with like cauliflower ear and stuff, he goes, man, I wouldn't want to meet that guy in a dark alley. I'm like, oh yeah, dark alleys? That's where you're gonna draw the line on that animal? I wouldn't want to meet him anywhere. If he could beat me up in a dark alley, I'm pretty sure he could pull it off in broad daylight. He's not getting distracted by dandelions in a sunlit prairie. He's knocking me out. You know who I wouldn't want to meet in a dark alley? A little person with night vision. That'd be terrifying. That's who rules the dark alleys. Google it. Rat's ass. Remember that? I don't give a rat's ass. Good, don't. Why do you have a rat's ass? Where did you get a rat's ass? Why do you still have it? They go bad. Did you press it in a book like a dried flower for when you gave a rat's ass? I don't know how they keep. These expressions are weird. Time heals all wounds. Anybody believe that? Not if you're a hemophiliac, it doesn't. Everybody gets nervous on that. Are there any here? I don't even know what they look like. I said hemophiliac in Georgia, and a guy got mad because he didn't know what the word meant. They broke off into an argument at his table. He's like, I don't know why this guy don't speak English. Hemophilia. I don't even know what he's talking about anymore. I think my cousin's a hemophiliac. Yep. He told us at Thanksgiving, his dad is like, ain't no son of mine gonna be a hemophiliac. Not in my house, you hemos in your short shorts and whatnot. I ain't standing for it. And Trump's gonna get rid of all you hemos anyway. That dude was hemophobic and that is ignorant. My sister uses the waltzing expression. You can't just waltz right in here. Tell me how to live my life. When were people doing that? Were people literally waltzing into each other's houses and talking trash ever? Was that a big problem in the Victorian age or something? There's too many people judgmentally dancing into each other's castles these days. Might we have a look around? This place is a disaster. One, two, three, one, two, three, one. These drapes are hideous and you need a 401k. Get your life together, I'm dancing. Empty that litter box before I whip and nay-nay. You don't know what I'll do. If you don't put your children in a private school, I will wobble. Who does that? Nobody dances. And if people, if that was a human reaction to conflict, there would be regional examples of that expression. It would be different in different places. Like where I was born in Wisconsin, people, people be going, you're not gonna polka in here and tell me how to run this dairy farm, right? You just take your clogs and river dance on back over to North Dakota. I write down a Nephi, they be going, you ain't gonna come two-stepping into my trailer park, tell me where I can have a chicken. You just boot scoot and boogie the heck out of space, 149. <laughs> where I used to live in Los Angeles, people be going, you're not going to cumbia into my home. <laughs> tell me how to raise my children, you can macarena right out the door. 
That's all weird. All those expressions. My mom now wants to be a, an on-star operator. She's in her 80s. Her neighbor's 60 and is, a, is an on-star operator. And, and she said, I'm going to be an on-star operator. She doesn't put a word in for me. I was like, yeah, well, you're the most drunken, sarcastic, misspoken woman I've ever talked to on the telephone. You should definitely do that. That'd be an awesome OnStar experience. Wouldn't you pay extra to get your own drunk, angry mom on OnStar? I ran out of gas. Oh, really? Didn't you know you're going somewhere? A gas can in the hand is better than when you're hitchhiking in the bushes or whatever. Our parents are weird now, right? I have kids, man. I have kids and parents. I'm a generation between two generations, so I'm taking care of my kids and my parents. At one point, I had four in diapers, and two of them were my parents. <laughs> yeah, everybody got nervous on the diaper stuff. Ooh. A lot of you guys are in your 20s. Look how beautiful you are, all perfect and shiny. 50 years from now, diapers, every one of you. And that's... That's if it works out. That's best case scenario. <laughs> so my mother and father haven't spoken to each other in 30 years. And a year ago, they both went into assisted living at the same time. I had to help them because I'm the sibling that takes care of the, kid, the parents. So I'm taking care of the parents. And so it's hard. If you've ever done assisted living with an elder family member, then you know it's not easy. It's time consuming, heart wrenching, expensive. For me, times two, because they don't talk to each other. So I was holding out, hoping the dementia would kick in and they'd lose their memory and I could put them in a two bedroom apartment together and film that as a reality show. <laughs> You'd binge watch the crazy old parents who don't know why they hate each other show. <laughs> I don't know how you know my middle name, but I'm gonna find out. Oh. Weird now, my father is 83. He thinks computers aren't gonna work out. <laughs> Tell me that, don't waste your money, son. The whole thing's a scam. <laughs> he printed up an email and sent it to me in the mail. <laughs> he won't get an email address. He goes, that's how they get your information. And then they know exactly where you are all the time. I was like, you haven't left the house in seven months. Everybody knows exactly where you are all the time. Quit sending me letters with human handwriting on them. It's creepy. <laughs> right? Everything's automated now. We have email and the post office at the same time. We're going to have to explain that in four decades to our grandkids. that We simultaneously had email in the post office. That's going to blow their minds. They'd be like, Grandpa, what was paper? was made from trees. <laughs> what were trees, Grandpa? <laughs> it's not important, son. We got oxygen tanks now. Screw them. We don't need them anymore. <laughs> you'd write your little letter on a piece of paper and then you'd fold it up and put it inside of another piece of paper that had a little door on it. <laughs> That was called an envelope. Some people called it an envelope. Those people were lunatics. <laughs> and you take your letter to a dangerous, uncomfortable place called a post office. And you'd wait around for hours in the body odor and the lack of eye contact. Till you finally got to talk to an angry, misshapen man who lived with his mother and had an inexpensive haircut. 
that man would sell you a little sticker you could put on your envelope and you'd lick it and get cancer and give it right back to him. And that's when they would deliver my letter. No, son, a bunch of stuff happened after that. They'd shove it in a slot in the back wall where there were more hangry people from bad families. Those trolls had put it on an airplane who travel hither and yon across the country, sometimes for weeks, till someone finally discovered it was on the wrong aircraft. And that's when they would deliver, no son, not yet. That's when they would accidentally deliver it to the neighbor of the person that you sent it to in the first place. Then that man, based on his relationship with his neighbor, would decide whether or not that scumbag was gonna get his mail. That was our technology. I don't know how any of my stuff works. Phones, you guys understand your phone at all? I don't know why I lose calls. I don't know why I do it, but I have friends that want to know. I have a, one friend in particular who always wants to know who had the most bars. Did you have bars? I have bars, you have bars. <laughs> so I just say something I heard. I'm like, I just switched towers. I've never seen a tower in my life. I don't know what that means. My mother thinks she has to call me first to text me. She waits for me to answer and then begins texting when I answer. And I have the phone right by my ear. That's when she hits all the loud beeps and starts texting. It's so painful. And I can't hang up because I have to decipher from the, the tones because she won't answer my call till I text her back. If I hang up and call back, she's like, I gotta wait. My wife thinks I'm living a double life because of my cell phone. I'll explain. She, uh, if there's a noise in the background at all, she goes, it sounds like you're in a wind tunnel. Are you in a wind tunnel? When am I gonna be in a wind tunnel? I don't work for NASA. I'm not testing space shuttle tiles. Hey, remember that time I said I was in Provo? I was in space. I was in an anti-gravity chamber answering my phone. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so she's, you know, just technologically not, you know, not as smart as me, but it, generally speaking, my wife's smarter than me. And that's kind of normal, right? I guess women are smarter in some ways. They've done studies. No, don't do that. Uh -uh. <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> she, they've done studies and you can retain detailed information better ladies but we have what gentlemen common sense right men common sense yeah look at him not moving a muscle proving it <laughs> common sense tell me to shut up right now she's We have big ideas. Guys have big ideas and no details. You leave us alone in the wild long enough, we just kill ourselves by accident. <laughs> That's why the synergy works. Women have details. You find one you like and you give them enough details to keep them alive. Watch YouTube. That's always a dude on a moped driving off a cliff with like a towel. I can fly! That's just some idiot that a woman is done with now. She let him do that. He ran it past her. <laughs> I just need the big towel.
My wife has 143 IQ. That's genius level. I don't compete with that. I've taken two IQ tests online, add them together, couldn't beat her. So I don't even tell her about that. <laughs> I let her have it and then she, okay, so she gives me information and the synergy works. Like she had a high fever. I thought that was uncomfortable. She, I didn't know the details, details. She said. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This fever is dangerous. You have to keep me cool. If it gets to 105 degrees, I could get brain damage. And I was like, really? <laughs> How much brain damage are we talking exactly? I don't want to change you three times a day, but I could definitely afford to level the playing field a little bit. <laughs> cooker for a minute we'll get along better I'm trying to help us <laughs> cheaper than counseling I'm not mean I don't want to overcook her I want her to understand the commands <laughs> she was crying in the car for no reason that is so scary to a man an emotion we don't know where it came from or more importantly ladies how long is it gonna last so I thought I caused it because I'm a man and men are narcissistic I was like what did I do since I'm the center of your universe. <laughs> we think we cause all of your emotions, ladies. You know Here's one. If you don't know, we also think we cause all of your pleasure. Isn't that a hoot? <laughs> it's all happening in the control center. <laughs> so I was like, what did I do? She goes, it's not all about you. Just yawned, and it made me cry. Don't you ever yawn and cry? I was like, No. I either yawn or I cry, but I try not to put them together. <laughs> Same day she looked at the sun, it made her spit all over me for no reason. <laughs> Such a pretty day now. <clears throat> I was like, what, what are you doing now? It's a sun sneeze, okay? <laughs> Don't you ever sun sneeze or yawn cry? I was like, no. I do occasionally moon fart on women when they spit on me for no reason, though. Might want to look for that later. You get Dutch oven tonight. That's how I play. <laughs> but I need her because she instinctively parents. She instinctively parents. I do not instinctively parent, right? My wife, women instinctively parent. Watch a woman when a baby cries. They go toward the sound. <laughs> save it, save the baby! Watch a dude. Oh, that's horrible. I'm going to be in the garage where no one's allowed to bite me or poop on me ever. Those are the rules. So she helps me. She instinctively parents. And we, you know, we, 
my generation, we don't have the books. Like, you know, we don't have, where did all the books, all the parenting books, because they all say different things. There's no book on parenting, right? There's no one way to do it right. It's like the people in the 70s just burned all the parenting books at a disco and left us hanging. And so we're just experimenting on these kids. My whole generation, we're just experimenting. I tell kids all the time, I'm like, you know, your parents, we don't know what we're doing. We're just trying stuff out on you. Remember last time you were in a timeout? You're like, this isn't fair. Probably wasn't. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> I took my daughter to a pet store and she was going crazy over the guinea pigs. I want a guinea pig. I was like, we have one. It's you. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so I just want to do it right. I want to be a good parent, but it's hard, right? It's really difficult. My son has started swearing, not swear words, because we don't use them in the house. Words we taught him, you don't say. We taught him you don't say stupid, and you don't say hate, because those two words, you create conflict by taking somebody's dignity. We use those to illustrate that. So to him, stupid and hate are the two worst words in the world. And I put him in a timeout. He called me a stupid hate. <laughs> Both those words are the F word. I know exactly what he said to me. <laughs> I'm not stupid, you little hate. I broke your code. Two days before I came here, he called me a stupider. He added ER to stupid. It created effort out of thin air. I was so proud. He's a linguist. He's a genius. I can't even tell the counselors. It's hard being a parent. It's not easy. And the books, you know, they say different stuff. And my wife gave me one big book and said, read this. And that's what they do. They, you know, they, so, you know, you got to read one. But there should be a disclaimer that says, hey, idiot, not everything's in this book. Because I just thought if it wasn't in the book, it was normal. And, uh, which is okay, <laughs> unless something happens that's not in the book. Like my daughter had a noise she'd make after she ate her bottle. She'd go, <laughs> like a little squeak. She did it a lot, so I started, I looked it up under S for squeaks in the book. And it wasn't in there. So I nicknamed her Squeaks and I moved on with my life. I showed her to my friends. One of my friends is a nurse. She's like, I don't think that's normal. And it wasn't. She had reflux. That's where you puke a little and you eat it. That's what she'd been doing the whole time, fighting for her life. And I'm nicknaming her after the symptoms like an idiot because it wasn't in the book. It's so hard. It's so hard to do it right. I left my son in the car for a couple minutes when he was six months old, not long enough to hurt him. Plus I have three kids, so I have a couple extras. You can stop judging me. I'll tell you the story and then you'll know why it was my wife's fault. How about that? She wasn't there, but it was her fault. Because she knows my limitations. I don't multitask well. I can do three things. That's my limit, man. And she knows that. And women, you know this. We're, we're more like that. We guys do three things. That's it. That's why you make us lists. Look at the nodding. See? You make us lists. I make him lists. And then you call us in the middle of the day and you change our list around and you just leave us out in the open lost. I don't know where I'm going anymore. That's why there's so many idiots at the mall. Like, oh, she changed my list. Did she change your list? You want my list? I don't even know what I mean. 
And that's what she did to me. I was going to pick up my daughter at preschool. At the time, she was, she was three, and I was going to pick her up. So I'm driving a car. I got my baby napping, and I'm picking up my daughter. So it's pick up daughter. Don't hit other cars. That's a thing. <laughs> baby napping. Man, mind is full now. Don't call me in the middle of that. And that's what she did. <laughs> Telling me stuff I already knew. So I got mad at her, and that's when it ruined everything. Because I was like, don't tell me how to parent. I'm a good dad. Then I hung up. So now all I got is pick up daughter, don't hit other cars, and mad at wife. So I lost baby napping. <laughs> Three things fit, and I don't get to pick what goes, okay? So I walk into the preschool, and there's all the teachers. They're like, where's that baby? I was like, ah! I'm not telling you guys. I grab my daughter, I'm like, get in the car now, go! <laughs> you ever try to leave a preschool? It's like leaving a prison. There's chain link and checkpoints, and I'm knocking over four-year-olds and straight-arming grandmas. Get out of the way, I'm saving lives! <laughs> and we opened the doors, and he was fine, I guess. I don't know, he was six months old. So all he ever did was drool and crawl. <laughs> I think that's what people do after you cook them in a car too long. So I'll never know for sure. And I've never told my wife that. This is our secret. And I, I live with that every single day. I watch my son like a hawk. And when he does weird stuff, I gotta think it's from that. Like, look at these grades. Is this from when I cooked them? I don't know. Like, is this what people do when you cook them? I can't. I can't Google it. My wife checks my web history. Try to do it right, but it's hard. It's hard to be a parent. You go on vacations, now you got all that stuff with you. I had to, right? Oh, you know? Yeah. I went, I met Simon Cowell. You ever geek out on a celebrity? I met Simon Cowell. I totally lost it. I, and I never thought, you know, you know who Simon Cowell is, right? So I was like, man, I, I would have never thought of him as a big celebrity. But then when you meet him, something happens. It was weird. Okay, so I got the kids, right? So we rent an RV, and I'm driving to Santa Barbara. And when you rent an RV and you got kids, it's a $1,000 deposit. And immediately when the kids get in, they start ripping stuff off the walls. And it's, you know, 100 here, 500 there. You're into, a, you're into it 9,000 before you even get to the first exit. So, so I'm nervous, you know, and we get to Santa Barbara, and we start walking the dogs. I got to get out and walk around. We're walking the dogs, and we, we see this British guy with little dogs and a, a woman who uh, he's with who's his uh, best friend's ex-wife or something like that. You know that whole deal? Yeah, a lot. Look at all the women. I read about it. This is true. We all, yeah, it's a big deal. So my wife knew that. I had no idea, but this woman looked like she had been to a Botox appointment in the morning and then forgot that she had done that, so then she went to another one in the afternoon. <laughs> And he was like British day drunk, like, as long as I stay upright, everybody will continue partying with me. <laughs> so, and they're walking dogs, and we happen to, our dogs saw their dogs, and that's, you know, dogs don't care about all that. They're just like, what do you smell like? Let's do it. <laughs> so now we're standing there with Simon Cowell and the Botox lady, and, uh, and it was awkward and weird. And I felt nervous, because, you know, it's Simon Cowell. I just kept saying, you're Simon Cowell. And he was like, I know. And the Protox lady said, 
She couldn't talk because the... So after a little while, I was like, I don't want to be in their space anymore. They're famous. Let's leave them be. And I go, hey, we're going to take kids. Let's go. We're going to take off. Nice to meet you. But you know how drunk people don't know where to go, so they just sort of follow whoever they were with last? <laughs> and plus, it was that awkward thing where you leave, you say goodbye to somebody, and then you're both going in the same direction. So like, we're, we're like just walking together with Simon Cowell and Botox lady and, and, and their dogs, and, their, and we're just vacationing with Simon Cowell. And so, like, five minutes later, we get to the parking lot, and we go into our RV, and he goes into his stretch phantom limo, beautiful thing with, like, a driver that steps out and collects the doggies and prepares the scotch from the, the cowl and seats him gently in, in the leather. <laughs> well, geez, this guy's living a whole other life, right? And so we go into the RV, and, uh, and I turn to my wife, and I'm like, I was, I was beside myself. I'm like, that was Simon Cowell! And she goes, so whatever. I go, no, you don't get it. That guy has had an impact on global culture. And I was in the same place at the same time doing the same thing as him, and that's moving. And she was like, okay, cool. Anyway, the gray water tank needs emptied. And I'm like, all right, life. So I walk out of the RV, and I, but I'm still thinking about Simon Cowell, what I should have said. And so I'm distracted, and I go to put, pull the gray water valve, only I pull the one next to it, which is the black water valve, which is turds right on the parking lot. So I shut it right away. Four turds on the parking lot. I'm like, there's turds, oh no! And it's Santa Barbara. You can't leave turds on a parking lot. They'll give you the death penalty. So I ran inside and I got a Target bag and I, and I, I had to pick them up, man. So I, I, so now I'm, I'm picking up turds. Well, I got little kids and they love turds. So they're like pulling on the blinds, trying to see, and they're ripping them off the wall. And I'm like, quit! Think of the deposit, you know? I'm like, quit ripping the blinds. So I'm standing there with a handful of my family's turds, yelling at my crazy kids, get off the blinds, you animals! And I hear me, 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 and I look, and it's Simon Cowell going, goodbye, new friends! And I'm like, we're not doing the same thing at all! It was an illusion, man. Just gotta be good. Just gotta be, uh, I gotta be a good person for my kids. I wanna be a good example, right? Is this your family, your kids? Ma'am, are you with your kids? No. No? They were pointing They're at you big. earlier. They're all big? They're all gone? Okay. Nine of them? You had nine kids? What are you, from Utah? Just kidding. <laughs> no kidding. 42 grandkids. 42 grandkids? 14 grades. 14 great grandkids? This is good, right? How do you keep track of everybody? Do you just must always be making birthday cards and stuff and gifts and do you... It's on your calendar? It's a written calendar, isn't it? It's a printed calendar. It's printed. It's carved in stone. Well, well, baby. How old are you again, little feller? I got you. Pokemon, you say? That's fine. feel bad for dogs because we I do feel bad for dogs because we crossbreed them for our enjoyment <laughs> we do we have all these funny little it's a cockapoo 
I've, I once had a half wiener dog, half retriever. Have you ever seen a dog like that? It's a big dog with little wiener dog legs, like a lab that got lowered. When I first saw him, he was laying down, and then he just started moving. And I was like, he's a hover dog? That's what I want. I want three hover dogs. I asked the dude, I'm like, how'd that even happen? And he goes, anytime take a wiener dog in, a big dog in, you made him, that's what you get. Big dog, little legs. I was like, really, you never get that the other way around? Like a little dog with really long legs? I'd have a whole herd of daddy long dogs. That'd be awesome. Heck yeah. I once had to put a dog down. He had, I got him from a no-kill rescue, which is also a no-truth rescue, because... Uh, when I went to, I asked how old he was because he had worn down teeth. And they're like, oh, he's six. And I was like, but his teeth are kind of worn down. He's probably just chewing on rocks. <laughs> I trusted him. I was like, okay. And a year later, he turned 14. <laughs> you know it when a dog turns 14 because they're like, could you carry my legs to the back? <laughs> it was over, dude. And he's like, I got to go, man. So I, I called the... Uh, I called the, you know, I hadn't even been yet because it'd been so, I hadn't had him that long. I hadn't been to the vet, vet. So I called the vet and I was like, hey, I got to schedule euthanasia for this uh, old, old dog. And they were like, okay, cool, just come on down. I was like, well, should, we need a schedule, right? And he's like, nah, we're open, come on down. I was like, just come on down so you can kill my dog? Can you <laughs> slow down a little bit? Should I? Just come on, we're open right now, come on. I was like, okay. So I came down there. And I walk in, and they're, and they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, you're uh, the euthanasia, right? I go, yeah, yeah. They go, oh, just go right in there. And I was thinking, I'm going to the lobby. I walk in, and it's in the room, and the lady comes in, she's got a syringe. And I'm like, whoa, what are we doing? She's like, are you ready? I'm like, uh, okay. You haven't even checked to see if this is my dog yet. I've been using that loophole to quiet down the neighborhood, frankly. Mr. Moulton, this is your third Shih Tzu this week. You must be very sad. Your punch card's almost full. Next one's free. <laughs> bad for all animals. Chickens, you ever watch a chicken? Chickens, that's the stupidest animal on the planet. They're, they're scared of everything. What the fuck? Fear and stupidity is no way to go through life. We have plenty of politicians proving that every day. Chickens' heads are stupid, but their bodies are smart. The head doesn't care. The head's like, where do you want me to lay my head? Okay, cool. What are you doing with that hatchet? So just right here? Okay. What the? What the? What the? And then whack, and the body's like, we gotta get out of here now, move. There's very little time, get the head. We need navigation. I can't see. Fantastic, man. You guys are fantastic. Let me tell you something. I was at a concert last night, and uh, I realized the power of this that we have like this. Uh, and I want to no make note of it right now. This is important. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com You guys all came here at a time in this world when people don't agree ever on anything. And you all agree on one thing. You've laughed together many times tonight. And... uh, you're all agreeing at one time on one thing, and that's remarkable, so thank you for coming and doing that. Clap for yourselves. We need it. It feels good. My, uh, let me apologize for my haircut. Uh, sad, I was, I was diagnosed recently with uh, cowlicks. It's where big chunks of your hair don't like each other. They're like, forget it. I'm not even standing next to him anymore. <laughs> he's curly. I'm straight. He's been trying to touch me all day. Get off. I don't like it. <laughs> Homophobic hair. <laughs> they call that a cow lick, like a cow licked you and walked away and ruined your hair forever. Like that makes sense outside of Kansas. The heck was that? That was a cow. They will ruin your hair. Everybody knows that. (laughs) We the only country naming our hairdos after farms? (laughs) We have cowlicks, ponytails, pigtails, cornrows, goat butts. It's like a big farm party on your head. Somebody in Africa right now going, honey, just put your hair into a hippo nipple so we can go to dinner. speaks that language. How cool would that be to speak kosher? That's like an African language with clicks, man. If I could speak that, I would show up at every bilingual job interview. Like, you speak Spanish? Nah. That's what I speak. Gotta hire me. I'm bilingual. It's in the ad. I always thought it'd be cool if one of those guys had a stutter. Bondu, that is a brutal stutter. The kids keep answering the door. (laughs) Don't think I'm insensitive to the challenge of a stutter, either. My best friend growing up had a severe stutter, and he always told me that his worst fear in the world was being pulled over by a police officer because his stutter would make him look nervous. I was like, you should become a police officer. That would make everybody nervous. (laughs) So here's how karma works. Four years ago, I got pulled over by an actual cop with a stutter in real life. And not like I did it done with a stutter either. This dude closed his eyes and committed to every syllable. He's like, my name's Parks from the Sheriff's Department. Do you know I pop up? Pulled you over this evening. He looked at me like I was making it weird. I have no idea why you pulled me over to mess with my head. Are you serious? 
how am I supposed to not giggle and go to prison for the rest of my life? That's not fair. And he's a cop, how dangerous is that? Freedom, free, 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 bam! Oh no! A shower on a cake, freeze out in time. I should have been an unprofessional trumpet player, nobody would have noticed. if you had a stutter and got pulled over by that cop? That'd be disastrous. Do you know I pop up and pulled you? No, no, no. Don't you make fun of me, you my no, no, no. That's how I talk and talk, talk. I didn't do, 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 do. You have to change tapes in the dash cam halfway through. Couldn't fit that on one episode of Cops. That was a mini-series. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We had a blast with you. Provo, Utah, I love you. This is the best. If you love what you heard today, don't keep it to yourself. Share this episode with friends and family, and let's spread the laughter. Don't forget to check out the show notes for more information on today's guests and special offers just for our listeners. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back soon with even more laughs. Join the fucking funny community today. <laughs>